What's up, Hawaiians, both near, far, and everywhere in between? Thank you so much for joining me back in for another podcast episode. I am your host, Kalei 2K, and uh, this is the A Hawaiian podcast hosted by A Hawaiian. Hope you guys had a great weekend or are going to start off a great weekend or just start off a good day. I don't know if you can hear that, but that's chickens outside. So I am currently on the big island of Hawaii. Um, Got to keep going with the podcast, you know, got to keep pushing, got to keep, you know, doing what I love to do, doing what I need to do. And um, I don't want to share too much about the big island, my experience here yet on our vacation, uh, because there's so much more stuff that needs to be added to our, you know, added to my podcast episode so that I have something to, to share with you guys, something I want to point out. So this is not going to be related to anything that we've done on the big island thus far i'm waiting till we get back to the utah and uh not the utah but back to utah to actually explain how my experience was here whatnot so i'm doing this very very early so that i can make sure it gets out so i'm not wasting time with family because that's most important okay so we're just going to dive right into this let's get going with the mana'o moment mahalo everybody for tuning in um <clears throat> okay so Recently, sorry, let me take my necklace out. Recently, my wife and I have fallen in love with different TV shows um, or have watched different shows. The biggest one that we've been hooked on, and yes, we're kind of late on this, but who cares? This is the fact is that we're, we're falling in love with, uh, with these TV shows and being able to watch them after we put our kids to bed and whatnot. Uh, the biggest show that we've been watching is Superman and Lois. Uh, we think it's a great I think personally because I'm a huge fan of comic books, superheroes, basically people I, I admired growing up as a kid who I knew were fake but still yet had hopes and dreams of potentially meeting them one day. Um, they don't exist, Kalei. They just don't exist. So anyways, we've been falling in love with this show because of how it, how it grows, how it shows a different aspect to Superman, you know, that he literally does his best to put family first before saving the entire globe every day. My situation with it is that these kids literally call on him whenever something's going wrong. And he's willing to drop the world's needs to take care of his kids. And I'm wondering... Like, does he drop a baby in the middle of an incident? Does he, like, like these kids, are they just calling him? They're, how does this guy, I mean, I know he's fast. I know he can fly around the world in, like, a second. How does this guy literally get anywhere and get anything done when his family's constantly calling him? You know, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. But um, for the most part, it does set an example for me to just drop things and, and go and help where help is needed um i like how they have two sons and if you guys haven't seen the show i'm sorry um but spoiler alert coming up and here we go so they have two sons one has abilities as of right now the other one does not um however the one with abilities has to learn to control his emotions and he's trying to be taught to superman um, be taught through superman who is his father trying to learn how to become um, use his abilities for good 
and how to control them. You know, like, for example, you know, we all know Superman had super hearing, you know, but what was the process in him? Um, he didn't just have perfect super hearing and he was able to control those powers. You are learning how he matured himself to become the superhero he is. And one of the coolest things was his son, uh, I believe his name is Jordan in the, in the show, his son is literally having a, a breakdown on the football field. First of all, to let this kid play football and just destroy kids was great. I loved it. If I had Superman's ability, I would be running kids over left and right and not give a damn about hospital bills. That's exactly how I would feel. And then I would just continue to do that until I made a bajillion dollars. Okay, I would go into the NFL, I would just do whatever I wanted to do, run people over. Imagine playing in the NFL, never having a concussion, never having an injury, never having to see a physical therapist, just being a genetic freak where you can just do whatever the hell you want to do to whomever you want to do it to. You know what I mean? Like bench pressing, bench pressing homes while you're still in middle school, you know, um... <laughs> having to bench press entire buildings while you're in high school just to get your body to grow. Like, it's insane. It's crazy. I would definitely love that ability to just run people over, stiff-armed people, and be like, you're a joke to me. You're nothing. Okay, that's exactly what I would be like if I had Superman's abilities. But I don't. I have a back spasm and a knee injury. Probably have some slight concussion problems because I forget stuff a lot. But it is what it is. Anyways, so this kid's having a meltdown on the football field during a game, okay? Uh, the school that he previously had gone to, they start, they still bully, they bullied him there. They're still going to bully him at their new school. He now, even more so that he plays football. So they bully him on the football field. And he's about to explode, and his laser vision kicks in. <clears throat> laser vision kicks in and he's just like I'm gonna blow this place up like he's just mad dad I've got so much rage I don't know what to do Superman comes down and he's an assistant coach at this time and he sticks his hand by his son's eyes and says blast it into my hand what blast it into my hand it's okay I can take it like we guys you guys might think oh that's that's cute let's have wiping tears you're wrong you are so dead wrong you can't this guy, this son, Jordan, cannot control his abilities. He has no way of knowing when to stop, when to, when to, um, how to control it, like how to make it precise, okay? This is raw energy. This is just raw aggression, raw rage, raw anger, raw emotion being put behind these laser beams that already, without that, can kill people already without that can level buildings can take over a planet already without those added features but you're talking about rage you're talking about anger you're talking about emotions high emotions uncontrolled energy and superman just goes put it in my hand put it in my hand and i will take the pain you know how gangster that guy is do you know how strong he is to take that that is ridiculous. That's not like Goku sending a Kamehameha blast because he's controlling it. And he's able to control the, the size of it or the direction of it. This is just unleashing hell into the palm of your father. For me, that was super cool. I know my wife didn't get it. She's like, oh, that's so significant. I was like, you don't understand. This is raw energy. 
This is not controlled energy. This is something that's very, very dangerous. Excuse me if you heard me burp. This is something that's very, very dangerous, but Superman handled it like a boss. The boss that he is. The boss with the mouse. Anyways, um, that was fun to watch. We ended up watching the movie The Batman by Robert Pattinson. Pattinson? I, I don't know how to say his last name. I thought it was a good portray of the Batman. I thought it was a great way to portray him because... In a lot of the cartoons and a lot of the comics growing up, Batman was very quiet. Batman, to me, Batman was more silent than said anything. He would literally have people confessing without him opening his mouth. He was that good of a, of a, of a, of a character, of a listener. And when he would walk into a room to investigate, yeah, people hated him. That was his whole persona. He's a vigilante, a man who takes the law into his own hands, does whatever the hell he wants to do, and literally has the equipment to do way more than the FBI, than, than um, the Gotham police. You know, so for me, watching this show, I was like, okay, this makes sense to me. You know, I like the fact that he doesn't say anything and people just start opening their mouths and talking. That was one of the skills Batman had. He just had that presence, that aura. To just make you spill the beans without him even saying a word. And his stare, he would just look at you. Just dead eye look at you. like you were. It's almost worse than your mama's stink eye. Okay, Your mother's stink eye, your mother's gaze, you start folding. But this is a man who will not take two seconds to think about beating that ass. You know, your mom might be like, okay, you need to tell me the truth. You need to calm yourself down. You need to figure it out because I'm about to hit you. Batman don't say that. Batman don't give you two, three seconds to think. You're either going to tell him because ass whooper is already written on his chest by the big ass bat that he wears. Any man willing to wear all black in a bat suit walking around a city full of criminals with no weapons is a psycho. And if you're going to try and outsmart a cycle and play tricks on a cycle you better be prepared for a cycle's butt whooping on sight batman ain't willing to batman don't wait around batman kicking ass on sight let's just say that okay you're gonna get messed up and that's just basically how it is but i loved the fact that that's how they played this character yeah his car is a little ghetto i think the jo the, the whole riddler thing was a little hmm kind of crazy um but i also liked how they they fed off of Batman's intellect that, you know, Riddler left the riddle. The guy's like, oh, why? Why was it this way? And he figured out the riddle. Or the puzzles. You know, he had computers, you know, running simulations. Alfred being somebody who enjoys doing puzzles. Figuring that part out. And I was just like, wow, that's cool. Because that's exactly how Batman was. He wasn't just, he wasn't just detective smart. He knew riddles. He knew, he knew rhymes. He knew puzzles. You know, and no matter what, no matter what was presented to him, whether or not he could, you know, even if he couldn't figure it out, he was willing to ask for help. You know, at certain points where Batman really is just up against the wall, has nothing left, he will ask for help. And that was his human side. Of course, his superhero side, a lot more darker, a lot more demonic as far as walking out of the shadows. That was cool. That was super cool. I liked that. 
the fact that he walked out of the shadows and just came into the light and just started whipping people's ass was perfect. I loved it. Um, <coughs> the funny thing also that we got to watch together, my wife and I, I know it sounds like we've watched a lot, but this is, I'm talking about this is like taking us some time. You know, every time we come home from work, every time we come home to end our day, we put our kids down, maybe watch 15, 20 minutes, maybe hopefully get an episode in. Um, but anyways, we've watched this great show and I've seen this show a bunch of times, this movie a bunch of times called Happy Gilmore. All right. So for those of you who haven't seen it, there is no such thing as a spoiler alert at this point. This is one of the greatest movies that made Adam Sandler the man he is today. Made him funny. I mean, he was always funny, but made him more popular to the senses, basically to everybody who was willing to watch comedy at that time. Um, my wife had never seen Happy Gilmore. She had never seen it. Her, her, the way she was raised is that this movie was not allowed in her home, and I get it. I don't think I watched it in my home. I think I watched Happy Gilmore at my friend's house and just rolled laughing. So, with me, if you ever do get a chance to watch a movie with me, and you're interested in it, and I'm interested in it, even if I did see it, I say nothing. You, My wife, <sighs> constantly asking questions. I don't know why. I don't know why she can't just sit back, be patient, watch the movie, let it unfold as the story is told. But she always talks through the movie, and I'm just like, babe, 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 um, I'm going to tell you this one good time. Shut up and watch the movie. Shut your mouth, because the movie will tell you and answer all your questions. And she's watching it, and she's literally laughing. This reminded me of when we watched Nacho Libre together, another movie she hadn't seen until she was with me. But we were laughing so hard, and I loved watching it again because I don't remember a lot of the movie. I remember watching it before, I remember what the aspect of it, and you know, who, what certain characters were, and why he was doing what he was doing. But at the same time, I don't remember specific scenes. I've, and then as an adult now, you're like, okay, how do we figure this out? Like. <laughs> What does like? There's a scene where, um, his head, his his golfing coach, dies. He didn't have to die. He didn't need to die. But in this movie, he dies. The only black man on this film dies in the movie for no apparent reason. He didn't have to die. He could have stayed alive and continued on in the golf course and the golfing competition. But. He dies out of a window for no reason. I thought it was hilarious. And of course, Adam Sandler just being who he was back then, just being obnoxious, being this... He was really like an athlete, athlete. Like he may have, have seemed to be like a klutz, a clumsy fool, but he's an athlete. I, I, he, I believe Adam Sandler was a true athlete and could do that crap for real. And I loved how he portrayed this guy who really loved hockey, couldn't skate. That's so funny to me. Because rule number one of hockey is you are on ice. You have to skate. And the fact that he loved hockey with a passion but couldn't skate to save his life was hilarious. And he always had a temper. That was so funny. He just learned, had to learn how to control his temper. So it was really cool. It was a good movie. If you haven't seen it, shoot yourself in the foot because you need to go and watch it. If you're young, you've never seen Happy Gilmore before, I give you a, lay a layway. But shame on your parents for not telling you what Happy Gilmore is about. 
So get out there and go watch it right now and uh, put some numbers up for Adam Sandler like he needs my help. Uh, anyways, <laughs> that's what we've got so far. Um, and then also one thing that I saw which I thought was super funny because it, 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 and this was going on to YouTube and whatnot is because it pertained to me. So you know the algorithm with YouTube, you know, whatever you watch, it kind of just brings up more and more stuff of that, right? So I like to, I'm trying to get my body into, into a better fitness health-wise state, right? Get stronger, get cut, get more lean, whatever it may be. Um, but because I've been watching a lot of this stuff, like Frank Medrano, big boy, like just random freaks in the neighborhood, Kali Muscle, Kai Green, Phil Heath, um... Holy crap, Jay Cutler, like just these, just these animals, right? I came across this video that I thought was so funny. So any of you who've been in the gym, who've done leg day and like literally not just sat there and did nothing, like literally killed your legs, you know what this is all about. So in this video, this guy is getting off a leg machine and his legs are shaking like a Tahitian dancer. His legs are literally quaking and... His legs are literally quaking because he can't stand. He looks like a baby deer trying to walk for the first time or a hooker trying to clap her ass down the street. That's exactly what this guy looks like. He's just like, like it's so bad. And I couldn't stop laughing because that happened to me. And I just looked, I was watching him like, oh my gosh, that's how strange it looks when somebody else is watching you after you've killed your legs, literally just destroyed them. This dude was in shape and whatnot. And the experience I had was actually lifting weights with my father-in-law. So my father-in-law was in bodybuilding um, a couple years back. And this was when I had met my wife and I was like, okay, you know, I was dating her, trying to make an impression on the dad, right? And the dad, you know, trying to be the boyfriend and, you know, trying not to be intimidated by the dad. So... I told him, you know what, I'm going to start lifting and start getting in shape. And I was, I was doing my best. Um, consistency was not my biggest thing and still is not, but I'm trying, I'm striving for it. I know I'm not good at it, but I got to keep trying every day. Anyways, he comes up, he's like, okay, let's go to the gyms. Like, ah, don't worry, not a problem. I can definitely do that. Um, if you give me a free gym pass, I'm not going to waste it. I'm going to use it. Um, so we go there and of course the first workouts we do, all leg workouts all legs not heavy not ridiculous um and it really really shocked my legs really really shocked my legs like my legs were shaking my legs were more terrified than a turkey running away on thanksgiving like that they, they were so shaky they yeah like literally i could have gone to the club and made twenty dollars easy off of these shaky legs okay I could have, you know what I mean? It was so bad. I was just literally, and I would have, and the, the thing about the gym that we were at is that some of the leg machines were downstairs at the time and some were upstairs at the time. So of course my father-in-law made us do all the upstairs gym uh, leg workouts first. And he's like, okay, let's go downstairs. My legs were shaky. Okay, I'm talking about I was literally a legit Tahitian male dancer. At that point, I could have performed for Polynesian Cultural Center and got signed that day. That's how shaky my legs were. And um, it was it was fun. It was sore. 
And uh, it was when I saw this video with the guy shaking his leg, I was like, brother, I know how you feel. And I'm still trying to do that today. I, you know, I've been going to, like I've been sharing with you guys, I'm going to in the gym, I'm trying to eat healthier, trying to get into better shape. Um, and recently I've been killing my legs, my quads are getting a whole lot better and in better shape. Um, however, uh, because of my past injuries, I gotta watch out. You know, my brain's like, let's go, let's push it, let's push it. My body's like, no, 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 we don't do that. We can't just overload your legs and expect the next three days to be fine. Like you're going to go to work with no problems. No, that's not how it works here. We're going to have to take a day or two off of your legs because you cannot handle this stress that you're putting on your tensions and your, your muscles or your, your um, ligaments. It's the ligament issue. It's not a muscle issue. It's a ligament issue. So I really got to calm down on that. But even right now my knee is a little bit sore from lifting and uh doing a lot of squats but anyways that was so funny to me i had to share that with you guys and then on top of that i want to get into the gym right now okay so we're talking about the gym life i'm going to be bringing up just nothing really about exercising or health or stuff like that more so along the lines of uh what i'm doing trying to find my max my max weight right now uh per you know my, my pr i guess what people call it Back then we didn't call it PRs, we called it the max, okay? So your max weight um, for one or two reps. I try to go for two to three reps just to make sure it's not a fluke, right? So um, did a lot of that this week, was able to just put my body through it, put my body through hell. So now I have a scale of, okay, warm up at 40%, do working sets for 60%, 70%, 80%, okay? Switch it around. Now I can do drop sets, 80, 70, 60, all these different things. That's my mentality. So I can keep a better record of what I'm doing instead of just, ah, did I do it this way? Did I do 50 pounds yesterday? I'm not too sure. Ah, let's just do it. You know, I could do that or I could do by feel. A lot of guys do by feel where it's just like, okay, I'm going to keep going until it hurts. I'm going to keep going until I can't feel anything. Then, you know, I'm going to do 15 reps of this. If that's too easy, I want to do it again. Okay, I'm going to do another weight. I'm going to go up 5, 10 pounds. Okay, that's too easy. Got to go up another 5, 10 pounds. And I get it. That's worth it. That's working. As long as you're working, that's all I can say is as long as you're doing something. All right? And the reason why I say this is to flow into the next part of my maxing out reps and all this other stuff. And basically, oh, and by the way, if you, this is one gym tip I want to give you guys. Take a crap before you do legs there. Let me just put it out there. If you're drinking tea or you're drinking something to detox your body the night before and you're going to the gym and you know it's legs day, take a crap before you go to the machine. Trust and believe that is one of the greatest and biggest things you're going to need because no one wants to see you squat down and lose all flatulation and your ass can't keep your shit in. Let's just put it that way, okay? Like, nobody wants to see you squat down and be like, and just let out some oozy goozy frozen chocolate yogurt. No one wants to see that with corn in it. Nobody wants to see that come out of your body, okay? Some people might think, oh man, he's working so hard. Look at that, he's winning this shit as fast. No, that's not cool. I don't care how big you are. You could be Ronnie freaking Coleman. If you squat down and shit your pants, we ain't friends, okay? I cannot, I cannot deal with that. And trust me, it's happened to me. Not the shitting of my pants during the middle of a squat. That's happened to me somewhere else. I'm saying that it's happened to me where my stomach is like, this is not a drill. This is not one of those 
high school fire alarm exercises. This is the legit stuff. We need to move. The chili you had last night is not sitting well right now. We need to get these beans out the butthole. So let's get to it. So exactly, that's exactly what I do. I hurry up, I run to the bathroom, unload, release demons, and then I come back to my workout. And so that is one of the biggest tips I can give you. So, and now we're going into gym etiquette. Okay, so first of all, well, there's two things I wanna talk about for gym etiquette. First thing, stop. Stop hanging out at the gym. It's not a place to hang out, it's a place to work. It's a place to get out because we got to work. A lot of us still got to go to work. And you're hanging around the machines talking. You're hanging around the machines watching the weights sit. I get it. You got reps to do. I get it. You're trying to do your best in the gym. Good for you. But don't sit down for more than a minute doing your reps. It means nothing to us. Those of you who lift know that after a minute, you're just dicking around. If you're past a minute, as far as rest is concerned... That's that minus is reps off of you. That's how I see it in my view. I know a lot of other guys who see it the same way. A lot of other strong bodybuilding type of dudes. So if this is you, I applaud you first of all for walking into the gym. I also give you credit for putting weights on the rack. I do not give you credit for sitting down and watching the weights do nothing while people are waiting to use the rack. So please be cautious of time be respectful of other people's time as well and what they have to do at the gym. If I can get three different types of workouts in during the same amount of time that you're squatting four sets and I've already done 10 sets on three different body parts, you need to step up your, your, your game. You need to do your recovery a lot faster. Trust me. People are going to start hating you. People aren't even going to respect you. People will probably take weights off of you while you're mid-squat because of the jerk you're being by taking forever at these big, you know, at, at any station. It could be dumbbells, it could be, it could be just cables. Just get out of the way. If you're not using it, move. Okay, I used the cables the other day for two hours straight. No one bothered me, you know why? Because I would rest for less than a minute and then get back to work. Next body part, rest, get back to work. It's all about that. That's all anyone cares about is if you're using the machine. If not, get out of there. Go swim somewhere. Drink your protein shake and act like you did something with your life today. But just get out of there. Don't bother anybody. Please, just go. We don't need you in the gym. We're not there to hang out with you. We're not friends. You're not going to sit here and take up all day doing 10 power cleans. Get out of here go home cook rice okay do something with yourself good lord second thing about the gym no one cares what you wear to the gym maybe some guys like to perv out and watch women yeah i get it i understand you like it when women come in yoga shorts and booty shorts and they're squatting down low and drop it drop it low drop it low drop it low but if you are going to be a guy and you're going to talk about what kind of t-shirt you're wearing who you're sponsored by all that crap please go home Please go home. If you ever see me in the gym, you will see me with the same black tank top or gray tank top and some basketball shorts. Why? Because that's my attire. That's my uniform for the gym. It's also a universal uniform for everything else. I wear that because I don't care what I put on in the gym. Am I able to get my reps up? Yes. Am I able to be flexible enough? Yes. 
So when I squat, I'm in my basketball shorts that are loosey-goosey on the bottom so I can get down low, drop it low, drop it low. And I have tank tops on so I can put my arms up and get through it because a lot of the t-shirts ride up and I don't want that. I don't want my gut showing. So I wear tank tops to get, my, get over my shoulders and move my arms around. So if you're worried about what kind of clothes you're wearing at the gym, do us all a favor and jump off the second floor because and go head first just fold your arms like a torpedo and dive head first off the second rail because we don't want to deal with that we don't want you taking up time trying to act like you're sponsored you know when you have nike headgear on nike wristbands nike t-shirt nike shorts and nike shoes on and you're not sponsored you're just another bogus idiot coming to the gym trying to act like you know what the hell you're doing Okay, if, they, if Nike is not sponsoring you, please don't wear their gear in full attire. Please don't wear their gear from head to toe. I honestly don't care what you wear. I don't care, okay? You can call me the, 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 the Ryu of the gym. I don't care, okay? I don't care, okay? I don't care about, about, about that. I'm not, and I'm not the only one. A bunch of other guys don't care. They'd rather see weights fall on you than have to watch you dress up like you're some sort of athlete when you're not you're just a normal guy and afterwards you have to go and teach the middle school class at the, the middle school class at the nearby school across the street from the gym don't come into the gym acting like you're a sponsored athlete when you're not okay i know sponsored athletes i know sponsored athletes they train at a higher level they don't come into the community gym and look at us and be like Man, I can train with these guys. Okay, get yourself an attire that no one cares about, and we'll, you'll, be, you'll be welcome back into the gym. Trust and believe. Okay, that's it for that part. Uh, sorry, I kind of had to rant on a little bit because it bugs the hell out of me. So here we go. Okay, we're getting close to almost finishing this episode right now. Um, <clears throat> let's go to the next section called "It's News to Me." All right. So, here we go. It's news to me. I saw this TikTok video about this guy named Canhead. I guess that's his, that's his nickname. And literally, this guy can stick anything to his, his, his body, mostly his skin. And it's because he has a rare condition that allows him to have this type of ability. Basically, he looks like a human magnet. However, um, things that have little pores in them, so like t-shirts, clothes, um, shorts, towels, they don't really stick to him. But he said that as he was... He said that he discovered this human, like uh, uh, superhuman-like ability when he was watching the game. He was watching, I guess, he was watching a game and he got excited for a play. He put the can on his head and stood up and was just like, "Yeah!" And he was like, "Oh my gosh, where's my can? Where's my, where's my drink? Where's my, you know, where's my brew?" And he reaches, and then he realizes he put it on his head. He reaches up and it was still there. So from there, he, you know, built it up to the point where now people pay him to do this stunt all the time so uh in one of these photos he has uh, about five or six cans attached to his face um uh, he says he can stick cans bottles and other inanimate objects to his head and other body parts other body parts without them falling off and they say i'm not quite sure why his skin is like that but he definitely he is definitely not sick and in fairly good shape so that's good for this man. This is coming from abcnews.com. 
Uh, let's see. Let's see. It turned out it was stuck on the back of my head horizontally, and the drink was pouring out. Everyone was laughing. Um, he said, I'm famous for cans, but I can do other objects like cell phones, keys, bottles. Uh, his name is Jamie Canhead Keaton, and he's pictured with a bunch of different uh, celebrities. So let's put down here, over here, let's put down. So we've got George Clooney, Adam Sandler, and Luke Bryant. Um, he said, it's exciting for me and my friends and family, Keaton said, but I try to stay humble. One of my friends said, if, I, if my head gets too big, he'll knock me out. Very, very good friend of yours, sir. But I thought it was magnificent. And, you know, going, on with, going off with what, you know, superpowers that we've shared with thus far and uh, talked about thus far in the episode, why not talk about this dude with superhuman abilities, right? Okay. So that's it for that part. Now let's get into the thought bucket, thought, thought bucket. Okay, so um, these thoughts, I actually pulled them out before we traveled to the Big Island. So I wrote them down so we can actually talk about them. The first one is who you got. And you guys know how this works. Who you got, basically I have to choose. It says, would you rather be have death by a tiger or death by a shark? Um, here's the thing. Tigers, you can kind of hear coming. I know they're very big animals, and I know they tried not to make any sound, but there is some sort of sound being made. Sharks, there's no sound. You hear a nothing. You no hear nothing. You hear nothing. Shark come, shark bite you. Okay? I can do that Chinese accent because I'm Chinese. Okay? Don't, don't, don't get mad at me. Don't get racist with me. You racist bastards out there. Okay? So, um, let me see. Tiger come, tiger by you. Shark, no make noise, come by you. Um, let me see. So, a tiger or a shark? Um, I think I would rather get eaten and killed by a tiger rather than a shark. Because here's my thing. Um, tigers, as, as quiet as they are, which is very ninja-esque-like, they will come and they will attack your juggler. By that point, probably snap my spine, make me paralyzed, and watch as I die. Um, or drain out my blood and then eat me. Um, a shark, people think sharks eat you whole. No, 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 no. They don't. People think sharks come at you like this and eat you. No, 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 no. They don't do that either. A shark will come and eat you from underneath you when you least expect it first of all they're gigantic i'm talking great white they're gigantic their jaws meant to kill anything in its sight minus orcas orcas will destroy killer whales okay um, will destroy great whites but i'm talking about the great white shark this gigantic god created killing machine of the ocean literally goes on the bottom sees you above them and instead of coming up and looking at you face to face we'll just go straight up and chew out your gut as fast as possible and hmm, by the way while you're out there bleeding for dear life you know just just dying just doing as nature intended it to do as you've been chomped by god's greatest predators of the ocean as you are just there decaying and blood is going everywhere. Chum, as we call it. 
the shark will not only attack you once from underneath, it'll turn around and come back. So imagine seeing your killer over and over and over again, constantly biting you, constantly chewing at you. Just be like, ah, come, 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 baby shark, dum, 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 baby shark, dum, 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 and just chomping away at your leg. Then he goes, okay, I'm gonna go down here. Mommy shark, dum, 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 mommy shark, dum, 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 and just starts chomping on your leg again. But you're still alive. You're still trying to swim. You got no legs and only arms. You're a torso swimming in the water. That's all you are, torso swimming. And then he decides, Daddy, I'm going to take your left arm. Now, you're a torso with one arm swimming in circles. Nobody wants that. You're a Macy's mannequin with no legs and one arm swimming in a circle. That's a chingy way. And that ain't nothing bad for Papa Shark. Pa, Grandpa Shark, and he just comes and finishes the job. This killer instinct, well, this shark will constantly come back, on, you know, if they're hungry, if they are really, really thinking, mm, human meat tastes delicious, time to finish it off. If this tiger, if this tiger, if this tiger shark, this, this great white shark thinks that you're delicious, okay, you got some sweet, like you, maybe you had some cereal that morning, some honey nut cereals, and he's like, mmm, taste the fiber, mmm, taste the honey, Del delicious. I'm going to come and I'm going to keep eating you until you are dissolved, until you are nothing. During that time, you're still alive. During that time, you're still trying to get out of the water. Ain't happening. Okay, that's why I don't want to be eaten by a great white shark. If I'm eaten by a tiger shark, I can't move, I can't run, there's no sense in panicking. They've already chewed out my juggler. I'm bleeding out in, what, two minutes. And my spine's broken. I'm dead. I'm pretty much dead before they even put me on the ground. Okay, let's just put it that way. I'd rather get killed by a shark. I mean, rather get killed by a tiger than by a shark. That's how I see it, okay? Anyways, that's it for today. Hope you guys had a great day today. Hope you guys have a great week. Um, stay safe out there. Once again, look me up on all social media. Take a look at my Instagram as well as I post this stuff up. You guys can watch the uh, questions because I'll ask this question and see what your guys' perspective is on it. Um, also, check out my YouTube page uh, where these episodes come up and I, I talk about it as well. Share my questions out there. You guys can answer or ask me any questions. Don't, don't be afraid. You know, Go ahead and ask me stuff. Comment below. Do whatever it is you guys want to do. Um, I'll read it out here and I'll share whatever I can share. Um... Other than that, that's pretty much it. You guys have a good weekend. Stay out. Uh, good weekend out there. We're still in Hawaii, so I'll update you guys as soon as I get back to Utah. But love each and every one of you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Take care. God bless. And remember, spread aloha, not hate. All right, everybody. Take it easy, Hawaiians. Aloha. Aloha.